What's up, man? It's Monday. It's, it's what's well, am I too excited right now? Nah, it's Monday. Well, technically it's Saturday. Yeah, we're recording on Saturday, we're but recording. this is going this is coming out Monday, this right? This is coming out on Monday. Okay. There so we go. it's Monday. I hope it's a cool, calm morning for you. I hope it's like 70s in the 70s, cloudy. Or no? I hope so. I hope so, man. I think the other day, cool. when was it? Um Thursday or when yeah, was Thursday? The, Thursday was cold. Thursday was cold. I woke up. No, Wednesday was cold too. Wednesday. I woke up at 5 a.m. because I left my like therapy balls at Threshold. Oh, shit. So I had to go from my house to Threshold to get yeah. them before I went to play basketball. It, I, I got out of the house. I was like, I need to put a long sleeve on. It started, it started drizzling over here, dude. Did it? I, I didn't see I don't that. like it. You don't like the drizzle? You don't like the rain? Oh, I just washed my car. Ooh. Um, the, last month, I bought like a membership to a car wash. It was $30. I took full advantage of it. Oh, what the f- yeah, thirty dollars to wash your car. Sorry, I don't want to cuss okay. that much. <laughs> no, I don't. We will bleep it out. So it was thirty dollars to um for a car wash, limited monthly car wash membership. Thirty bucks a month. A month, yeah. Like I, I need to redo it. I think I will because it's still kind of warm. Yeah. But man, my car was clean the oh, whole shit. month, inside and out. Inside and out. It was thirty bucks. A- thirty bucks oh. a month. It's not bad. I think that's what I pay sometimes. Yeah, just for one. See, that's what the, even the I was gonna do like the it's and you get the best of the three, and the lady who charged she did it smooth. She's like, hey, can I offer you something? I was like, yeah. Um, do you are you interested in possibly getting the membership? It's only ten dollars more, and I was like, you're right. I'm gonna come in probably next week in two weeks and pay <laughs> that's another twenty. Right there, she, the way she handled it was perfect. <laughs> and then she was like, plus we're doing a competition, and you'd really help me out a lot. And I was like, you're cool. I like it. Yeah, so I'm gonna do it. So she basically hustled you. She, she hustled. You know what? Hey, sometimes- <laughs> But when in I, a good way. In a good way. And I think when, you know, when you get slipped up and you see that hustle hustling you, yeah, you got to, you know, pay homage. Just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, take it. You need it more than I do. Exactly. Think we should get back. We should. Should we talk about what we're here to talk about? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Real quick. First concept or first topic we're going over. Uh, this was actually on my mind for a bit. We're going to be talking about quote-unquote speed coaches. Like legit speed coaches. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that are... I guess we could say most of them are uncertified. As far as my on my experience, the guys I see like at the park with, you know, maybe 10 plus kids, having them run through ladders... And you know, you get me uh, running a ladder for five minutes straight, stuff like that. No, yeah, it looks like it. an obstacle course. I um, I I'm a I'm a gu- I'm guilty of doing that some at times. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not. Like when I first started, I was like kind of that guy. I mean, I did some. Oh yeah, training. I did that. I, I'm guilty of that too. I used to do that all the time. But then you realize, you know what? There's more to this than just doing ladders yeah. and jumping around and doing an obstacle course. Exactly. Oh, I heard a random noise. Oh. It's okay. I think. Oh, man, you're like a five year old right now. Stop and stop touching things. And <laughs> twitching. <laughs> He's over here like, wait, wait, wait. Can I? Can I do that? But no. Okay. Um. So, because we think speed, so we so ladder speed footwork, that is a, a component of speed. Yes. But then we, if we think about it, just constantly overdoing it with that because yeah. you're doing long term. If you want to get faster, obviously. That is going to help. Mm-hmm. Footwork up is to crucial. a certain up, point. Yes, up to a certain point. Because foot speed is crucial in the sport because mm-hmm. you have good footwork, which I think ladders are yeah. more important. I think ladders do more footwork 
than they do speed work. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. I'm just basically going off of what I see. Like, let's say when I take the athletes I work with over to like a park okay. or a high school. So let, what, what do you see? What do you see, man? Like I said, there's a lot of ladders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like most of it is, as far as to me, Go ahead. how I organize my training, it seems very unorganized and it's just you know, kind of setting up cones everywhere. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like an obstacle course. Yeah. You get me? I get you. Like, oh, you got to spin around here and, you know, you got to backpedal here. And then as soon as you get here, you got to do a burpee. And, oh, wow. And then, you know, 30 seconds into the that little obstacle course, you got to run through four ladders at the same time. I'm being, I'm exaggerating. Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's ex- I'm exaggerating, but I'm sure there's got to be. There has to be somebody doing that be, yeah, right now. Just just how I did it. Right just now. Just how I said it. We're going to um, go find him and talk to him. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah, so I just feel like that whole concept is very, it confuses a lot of people just because okay. they tend to, tend to call themselves speed coaches, right? Speed and agility yes. coaches. But at the same time, I don't feel like the athletes they work with tend to get any faster because mm. of that. No. So this is going breaking down pretty much to the scientific way. Speed, how fast you run, isn't really how fast you could move your feet. Like that's not the only component to it. Exactly. Right? Nope. When you run, it's how much force can you put into the ground yep. while obviously keeping the feet moving? Mm-hmm. How continuous can you be with that? But how often can you exert that same amount of force into the ground? Got that's going to, that's, that's what breaks. That's what's going to get you to the speed. Yes. Okay. I feel ladders are cool. I'm fine with it. My only problem is when people call them speed ladders, and people saying that they're going to get their athletes faster. That's fine up to a certain point. Yeah. Let's say maybe our younger athletes, which aren't too coordinated, it builds... Um, Hand-eye coordination? Well, they're not using their hands, but okay. it, it builds um, that coordination. Yeah. It builds that body spatial awareness. Was that? Oh, body awareness. Body awareness. awareness. Body. What did you say? Spa- what did you say? Spatial awareness. Spatial awareness. Like so that. basically their what awareness, their awareness a compared space. to other, yeah, other objects in space. You get me? Oh, okay. Space awareness. I, mean, I like that. That's how you're going to be in, in, in any sport, right? Yeah. You got to be aware of your space and where yeah. you can go. And you got to be aware of your body, yes. different angles that you're in. Yes. I like, I think that's fine. I, I ladders. like ladders for that reason. Yeah. Ladders are fine with mm-hmm. that. But when it starts getting to a point that ladders are incorporated and supposedly add speed to an athlete more so to an advanced athlete I really don't think or it's not even that I think I know it doesn't get them faster no just because like I said before how fast you run depends on how much power you're putting on the onto the ground yep. and obviously your stride frequency that's true now let's say you're using a ladder is it a very long stride no it's very short. Very short. Very short, choppy. choppy. Yeah, short, choppy steps. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it could work for alignment in football. Yeah. Up to a certain point. But what? then again, as a football player, how much force can you develop from the ground to put it into, let's say, blocking somebody? Okay. 
You get me? Yeah. You need a lot of force for that. Yeah. So it's like, it's very, I feel like to a point, it's very contradictive. It, it is because you're not, you're, you're not, gener- you, you're doing the same movement, same motion without any extra muscle mass coming through. Yeah. So in a sense, strength. So obviously doing repetitive, slow, choppy movements, what does not going to give you the equivalent as if you were to go squat or do any single leg stuff with, with weight training. Yeah. Now, it has its purpose, like you said, linemen. But at the same time, when you go to linemen, if they're only doing footwork, I don't think linemen should be doing... They they should, should in a sense, to help with yeah, their footwork. They, but like you said, it shouldn't be... I shouldn't... I don't want to see a lineman who's doing it every day without the proper... Without weight training in the back or yeah. forefront. Yeah, yeah. And then that being that... It shouldn't be a priority, It shouldn't right? be a priority. It should be... This should be like... This should be your accessory work to your yes. main work. Yes. Versus, okay, meet on the field, let's do some footwork all day, speed work ladders, yeah. especially as a lineman now. Exactly. Not, it doesn't apply. Yeah. And also, I mean, going back to why I brought up this topic is because I had an experience a couple weeks ago, not going to say any names, but a say so-called speed coach. No, I Don't can't say the do name. it. No, we can't. So-called speed coach was having a couple kids run through a couple obstacle courses, right? Mm-hmm. And at this point, the kids are dead. Okay. Kids are, kids are dying, you know, hands on the knees. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, in a yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we both, we, cool. Twitter's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. So hands on the knees, kids are dying. You know, it's, I think it was about 98 that day too. Ooh, it's it, was, hot. it was Labor Day. And so, so it was on a Monday. Yes, it was on a Monday. Okay. And so... You know, I see this coach running through these drills with the kids. Kids are dead. And then to finish his session, he goes over sprint mechanics. So, I mean, I guess we could relate this to, let's say you're studying and you're trying to, you're trying to learn something, right? Yep. If you're tired, you're not it's going to be, it's going to be a lot harder for you to learn and yeah. retain that info. Exactly. Rather than when you're fresh fresh and this goes back to this this goes to the same when it comes to learning sprint mechanics or any sort of jumping mechanics landing mechanics all that which is focusing on sprint mechanics right now the kids are already dead yep how are the kids gonna learn form how are you gonna teach their bodies to learn form but they're already tired and obviously, once you start getting tired, your form starts breaking your down when you're running, right? Down, yeah. So it's very, it was very contradictive. I mean, I can see how my my perspective would have been. Maybe he's trying to get them in that space where they're all going to be tired. But if you, maybe that was his intention. But yeah, I agree with you 100. If I know for a day, like if I know today we're going to do sprinting work, I'm going to put my sprint mechanic work prior. Mm-hmm. Then uh, take that sprint mechanic work and apply it to the actual sprinting. Versus, okay, you're we sprinted, you're tired. Okay, you were horrible. Form, everybody's form was off. Why would you want to get form work yeah. afterwards? It should be before. It's, it's like, hey, we have 100 burpees and then 18 gassers. And then, oh, we have to go ahead and do sprint work, sprint mechanic work, trying to learn how to run. But you guys have to do it perfectly. When you're tired, I get that. I get, I get the concept of trying to teach an athlete mm-hmm. to keep his form right when he's tired. 
But at the same time, I really don't think that during, let's say, a game or a contest, whatever the, whatever sport it calls for it, they're going to be that tired and have to focus that much on sprint mechanics. They're not at all. Yeah, man. Even like basketball, you're going to have your breaks. Oh, yeah. You're Just because gonna... these, these kids were going, 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 no breaks at all. And I think I feel as of connecting back to one of our last episodes with the old school style of conditioning, it's like just trying to take these athletes and just over condition to a point where it defeats the whole purpose of being conditioned. Because yes. then it's like you're going... The other day, one of my baseball players talked that we talked to him about it because he's I was like, so how's practice going? He's like, good, all we're doing is running. I said, well, what kind of running? And he was like, well, he puts us on a timer for two minutes and we jog. I was like, that does it. I'm like, okay, that does it. That doesn't apply to your sport. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe think about it like this. If you had to go from point A to point B as fast as you can, then you needed to train at that level. Yeah. Where if you're going A to B in two minutes and that's your, what your sport calls for, great. Mm-hmm. But your sport doesn't call for that. And I told him, I was like, you should, you should bring that up to your coach. I mean, if I would have known, I mean, you, as a younger athlete, you don't want to challenge your coach, but you should be. I always tell my athletes this. What we do, if you don't agree with it, challenge me, question me. Because then if I can't give you the answer, then she's like, well, why are we really doing this? So I wanted, I told him like, go ask him because if, if I, if I know, you want to steal, his goal is to steal 10 bases this season. Okay. So think about it. Yeah. You jogging for two minutes straight, is that going to get you to steal from first to second as fast as you can? Yeah. It was like, probably not. I was like, yeah, you, you're training, you're training to be slower than you are training to be yeah. faster. So I think... That's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, too. it's like, how are you going to run faster if when you're training, when you're supposed to tr- be improving those qualities, mm. you're going slow. Exactly. That's um. Was he what um? What sport were these athletes? Uh, or was it gen- just generalized? Generalized. I think it was generalized. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, and then that's another thing. It's because it's. It, I mean, my approach to training my athletes it's it's a general athletic foundation. It's mm-hmm. not. Uh, we do more. Calisthenics, in a sense, when it comes to what we do, when it comes to weight training, yes. Because my ultimate goal is to get you, get the athletes I work with, fundamentally sound on the ground before we do anything else. Because yeah. if they have no groundwork with their own body weight, mechanically wise, how like we talked about last time, um, adding load to dysfunction. So yeah. why would you want to add load to dysfunction? The same thing with running. You're adding a, a dis- load. Uh, your qual- your quality of work is in dysfunction now. So now they rather than trying to execute a proper form, they're already exhausted, tired. So they're they're thinking, okay, I gotta have good form, but chances are they're not gonna be right where they need to be in that yeah. pocket. So they're practicing over and over again a sloppy technique. Then you as a coach are gonna be yelling and telling, Hey, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Arm arm this, arm that, knee drive. But then it's like, yo, like we're we're exhausted. Yeah. Mechanically wise, we're not gonna get to that point. Exactly. I mean it then again, I mean, going back to it, I don't you know, it has its negatives, but it also has its positives, like positives, like we said. So, I mean, for younger kids, body awareness, spatial awareness, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Yep. You know, I'd say, I'd probably say under 12 years old. Yeah, that's fine. Kids, that's fine. Kids don't, kids don't need too much. Kids don't need to be specialized too young. They don't. I don't think. I don't think you should aim to be any specialized till you get to high school. Especially, I, I mm, depends on the. If you're like if you're if you're a thirteen year old athlete who's going to go into high school, thirteen or fourteen, 
and you already know that you've been playing, let's just say, we'll say basketball, mm -hmm. but you want to go maybe run track and play football and you feel like you have an opportunity and you're, it's your freshman year, try it. But if you're that one athlete that that is like a phenom at this sport and you you, you know that's going to be the sport, go ahead and just stay with that generalized field. Yeah. But don't, I think I encourage all the athletes I work with to go do something different. Don't don't stay don't play softball year round. But then a lot one of my parents told me this. They said it's kind of hard to do that because softball is so year round mm -hmm. that when they leave, they already have someone filling their spot. Yeah. But then it's for me, it's like I get it, but at the same time, is if you're I get I understand I, I've never played baseball or softball softball. So my idea of traveling wise would be I I understand where the parents coming from because you don't want your daughter's spot taken. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you don't know what your daughter's capable of doing on maybe on another sport. Yeah. Or maybe she does need a break from this sport to just to change her whole body mechanic wise, and who knows, she comes back hitting stronger and faster. Yeah. And at the same time, like what you said right now is, let's say, uh, you know, someone on a travel team leaves, and someone else takes their spot. I feel like if a coach is fine with that it doesn't it doesn't give their athletes a break how do you think that coach values the athletes and that and that goes to show you in that salt in that in that realm yeah it's like is there is it just flip go flip go flip yeah. go that we don't do we care about your development or do we yeah. just want to cash that check and cash that check yeah you read my mind i was gonna say yeah that. i had a feeling i had a feeling when <laughs> yeah, you said is that it the development or is it the money and, and that's the unfortunate part because it's it, it, it puts these parents and these athletes in a situation where they don't have the opportunity to really get better because they are practicing their fundamentals. Like I, yeah. I, one of my softball players, she's um she's going to be in high school next year. No, she's going to, she's a seventh grader. And I, um, I always ask her, I ask her like, how do you feel? Do you feel like getting stronger or do you feel like you're getting weaker? Yeah. And then um, she went to go with her softball team. They had to train at a facility. And she came back with a shoulder her sh a shoulder strain because they had to do a push-up, a variation of the push-up. Yeah. But the only thing that is the downfall about that is when you start variation, variating variations towards certain adaptations, that athlete who's not ready for that is going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And she she got her shoulders irritated. Doing too much too fast too yeah. soon, right? Exactly. So for me, I want to tell her parents, it's like, you should give her, and I kind of, kind of mentioned it to these two, and I told her like, you, your goal is to get your your daughter's goal is to become stronger and faster. Mm -hmm. Now we're not able to do that because she's playing softball year round. Yes, is it going to help her development as a softball player playing softball? Yes, yeah. but you want to work on her speed, her other parts of being a softball yeah. player. And she should focus on that for an extended period of time, not just once a week for a month. Yeah. Because there's no there's no way of growing that. Yeah. It's like people don't get stronger and faster by doing more. They actually, no. they get stronger and faster by doing, less. doing a set. I wouldn't say doing less, but doing a set amount and recovering. Yeah. Resting. Resting. And I, and um, I, I, a lot of my athletes always, my, my mindset now is with my personal training, with my own training or anything, it's train as if I'm 21, recover as if I'm 55. Mm -hmm. And I tell my athletes that. It's like you have to, one of my, even my roommates, he, um, he, his idea is I want to make sure I want to, I want to train more 
But I tell them, no, you should recover more to train more. Because the moment you start recovering more, the more you're able to out, your output increases during the next training session. The more your body's able to handle, right? Yeah, the more your body's able to handle. So that's why I tell all the, the especially the young kids, it's the one, especially if I, I tell them, it's like, you, you want to, you're doing all of this, which is great, mm-hmm. but there's a downfall because you're not giving yourself time to rest, eat, yep. recover. You, you, your workload is, your work ethic is phenomenal because I like that. But now, is this workload good for you with your work ethic? Probably not because your work ethic, you're you're going to, I want you to do these three things, but you're going to do them beyond what I'm, yeah. beyond the level of required, which is great yeah. because that's just your personality. That's your work ethic. That's your drive. Yeah. But now if you apply that to everything else, that could be a downfall because your body cannot have the proper amount of recovery to sustain that workload, Yeah. that work ethic. Yeah, I think I was just thinking about this right now when you're saying workload, I think... Like, I'm doing more with high school athletes. Yeah. Yes, they want to work, but their version of work is lifting weights, Mm -hmm. sprinting a lot, Mm -hmm. running a lot. But I give them, when they go home, I give them certain drills to do, which is has to do a lot with mobility. Yep. They don't want to do that part. Yeah. How many, how many, I was going to ask, how many do you think actually do the mobility? None of them. Yeah, and it, and it's unfortunate because me, I I had an issue with my body when I was 20, 20 I, I tell a lot of kids I work with, your age right now, you can handle all of this. You won't oh, yeah. feel it. Wait till you get to the 25, 26, 27. You're or drastic. 22. Yeah, even 20, <laughs> no, even it, it, when from, it goes like this. If from 20, from 21 to 23, you slowly begin to feel everything. Yeah. 23 to 27 and obviously as you get older you literally feel everything that bothers you yeah that you can't recover like you know you you think getting six hours of sleep is going to be good for the next day you wake up you're like why does this hurt yeah why does that hurt you're not sleeping enough and i always lately um especially my track runners we've been putting away um we're so far away from season mm-hmm. that we're doing a lot of strain training but then now it's okay. Let's break down the scar. Let's break down the soft tissue now. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. Let's let's get. We got all the strength. We got all this great. Now let's break everything down more, just so we can work our range of motion. And one of uh, my younger kids, he um, Nilo. I hope Nilo listens to this. He's um getting into basketball now, but he's played baseball before. Okay. This is another thing for athletes. Take this. Take especially the young kids. Um, your parents are gonna want to put you in a sport because that's their dream. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to tell them, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Don't be afraid because I even told Nilo, I said, Nilo, your dad doesn't care what sport you play. He just wants you to play a sport. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to be lazy. He puts you in baseball because that's yeah. what he likes. That's what he yeah. knows. You want to play basketball. Tell him before I do because whatever you do, if you don't, it's going to come around one day and you're going to regret the fact that you didn't tell him. And it happened. His dad dropped him off. I looked at Nilo. I said, Nilo, you tell your dad yet? And his dad looked at me. I was like, oh, you haven't? <laughs> Nilo, ne- your son wants to, th- because they're both named Nilo. I said, Nilo, yeah. we call pa- N- the junior, we call him Panda. I said, Panda needs to tell you something. And I told him in Spanish and I walked away. Yeah. And I said, I told you, <laughs> I told you. And look what happened. Learn from this. And I looked at his dad. I said, are you upset? 
He said, I'm only upset because he didn't tell me earlier. Yeah. I said, that's it. So now we're getting into playing, used to playing baseball, basketball, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So he had his first practice this week, his first tryout, and he's realizing how important his mobility is. Because he goes from baseball, which is, I'm not saying it's not, they're two different things. Yeah. You, bas baseball and basketball, are so the movements are so different. Yeah. Ankle mobility is great on everything that you do, but basketball's ankle mobility because you're always jumping, bouncing, falling, yeah. you're doing a lot. So he's like, coach, can can we just work on mobility these next this whole week? And I said, finally, thank you because yeah. now we're able to do it. Because I've always wanted him to work on his range of motion because he's not mobile. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to hold your hand. Yeah, you gotta. It's 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 at a point where, especially with Nilo, I know him to a point where if I if I do it for him. Or if I make the decision for him, he's not going to reap the benefit. Yeah. Let let you decide when. So this whole week we've been working on his mobility, range of motion, because they don't kids they don't they don't see the importance of it. From our point of view, we've worked enough to a point where I know because of my body, and you know because of your body, but we've also read why it's important yeah. to do mobility. Like I know because of how I fucked my body up. What'd you do? Just all my ankles. Oh yeah, ankles. Basket basketball. Ankles bad. It wasn't. Well, yeah, it started with basketball. The ankle, ankle uh, sprains I had. Then till one time I actually broke a bone in my ankle. So it's like you start realizing how much you have to. I get not prioritize mo mobility. But actually do mobility work. I think I, I in th addition to strength training. I think um, I think I prioritize right my my training. I prior well my idea, my philosophy. I I I really prioritize mobility because with weight training, if you have so the gym I'm at's primary powerlifters. Mm -hmm. So one of the guys named Josh, he's gonna probably be on the guest on the show. I love Josh because he he he's he challenges me a lot the way really? I think, the way I view yeah. things, which is great because it makes me sit down and think as to why I do what I do, and it's great when you have people around that. And um, he's like, "Why do you foam roll so much?" He's like, "You should just do a dynamic movement." And I was like, "I I agree with you." Yeah. But if my range of motion, if I'm cold, and I go into a dynamic warm up. Uh, my muscles will fire eventually. Yeah. But if I'm going into some massage, some some deep tissue, not deep tissue work, but if I'm doing some soft tissue work, yeah. loosening up them, especially on my quads. If I'm loosening up my quads, my piriformis, even if I just do that, my hamstrings, my calves, especially my calves, like I spend a good amount of time following my mm -hmm. calves now. Now, if I know that that time of doing that soft mobility work is going to make my dynamic work, my dynamic movement more effortless, that I'm going to spend time doing that soft tissue work yeah. to make my dynamic effort more functional. And then in return, the workout's going to be a lot more painless because I'm not tight and my muscles are already engaged and everything's already firing off. Yeah. And I feel like we don't, we don't talk about that enough about how some people will go to the gym and they'll spend time, they'll spend more. My thing is this, why do I want to spend more time warming up? when I could get straight into my workload by pre by preparing for my workload from the moment I get into the gym by either self-care, self which is with the mobility work, yeah. and then my dynamic warm-up, and then I could just do my uh, one or two warm-up sets and then get into my working set. Uh huh. So that's my way of viewing it. And that's why I prioritize mobility work. Yeah. I mean, the way I do it is 
I'll, I'll speak for the athletes that I work with. I give them five minutes to five minutes into their sh- session to roll out. Mm-hmm. Be just because sometimes I feel, I guess we could say this is, yeah, this is kind of my fault. Sometimes I have those athletes or clients that come in more than five minutes late. Okay, and it's like, hey, we're already warming up, dude. Mm. I'm you can't. I'm not gonna let you roll out. We like we have to go. We have stuff to do. And I just feel like it starts getting into their head. Cause I used to, I used to have them roll out for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes into the session. But now that I only do five minutes and I tell them like, Hey, you want, if you want to do more, you want to roll out a little bit longer, get here earlier, mm-hmm. get here earlier. So let's say we start at 5 PM, you know, from five to five Oh five, that's your mandatory time to mm-hmm. roll out, do whatever soft tissue work you want to do, whether it be foam roller, um, softball, lacrosse ball, whatever you want. After that, we start getting inside our dynamic warm up, which we incorporate both mobility and those kind of like dynamic movements mm-hmm. into it. So let's say knee hugs. Mobility, um, heel toe raises, mobility and strengthening both calves and uh, and shins. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, then we go walk on top of toes, walk on top of heels. Same Is that thing. What you mean by heel raises? So, so heel toe raises. Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, yeah. cool. That's and, then I, and then after that, I have them walk on top of their toes. Okay, for a couple yards, and then walk on top of heels a couple yards. It's it's both strength and mobility at the yeah, same time. So true. we put we put both of them together. World's greatest stretch, um, leg swings, hip bridges, rollover V's, all that. We start throwing it into there as a as a warm up starts. The farther we get into our warm up, the more the more dynamic we start okay. getting into. So we start we start putting all our you know like karaoke's shuffles, uh, high knee runs jumps towards the end of the warm-up. That way they start building into it. That makes sense. Okay. And the warm-up takes us eight to ten minutes. Yeah. And so at that point they're already warm. Then I I usually do this for whatever concept we have for that day. Let's say we have a dynamic effort lower body day. Okay, cool. We're gonna start with jumps. You know, max box jump, something like that. Or jump over a couple hurdles continuously into a box jump. Or let's say it's an upper body, upper body sort of day. We do um, throws, uh, chest passes with the medicine ball, um, do a lot of med ball work, upper body med ball work, just to get them ready. So it's, I still see it as a warm up. To get their bodies prepped. Yeah. But they see it as a workout. workout. So they're throwing the hell out of the ball. They're trying to get as high as they can on a box. And that preps them for whatever we're doing. Yeah. So, for example, um, was it Friday? Yes. My high school baseball guys, our training session was all, it was all lateral movement. So it was a crossover sprint day. And 
we started off with lateral med ball tosses. So loading that back hip, going into the wall. In between that, we did lateral jumps. Okay. Okay. So there, you know, to me and how, you know, based on my knowledge, it's still kind of like a warm up. We're yeah, still prepping them for it's what still movement preparation yeah, for what they're about to do. For what they're about to do. But to them, it's already a workout. And I was, okay, I got to throw the hell out of this ball. That's good. Though. I tell them, I tell them like, hey, break the wall. Um, you know, don't worry about actually breaking the wall. I'll fix it up. That'd be cool for them actually broke the wall. Yeah, that'd be cool. But it, it sucked to try to patch it back up. But, it, you know, that just means that they're throwing it hard. I'm fine with that. So we just use that to prep their bodies for whatever concept we have for that day. That way, we incorporate both strength and mobility all in the span of, what is that? 15 minutes? 15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes. So the five-minute rollout, 10-minute dynamic warm-up. We just took care of all of that in 15 minutes. That's good. That's fast. Yeah. Do you feel, um, what was I about to say? I was about to ask a question, but it slipped my mind. What was it about? Warming up. Because um, I think um, warming up, warming up, warming up. Man. Warm up. That's, that's it. I don't know. This is what I wanted to say was... <laughs> what I wanted to say is not there. We don't got to cut it out. I don't know. We probably will. <laughs> um, what was I going to talk about? My mind just went blank. How do you run your warm-ups? How do I run my warm-up? Okay. I take more of a sprinter's approach to it all. Okay. Um, so foam roll, loosen them up, and then um, we'll go straight into we'll go straight into A skip, B skip. Okay. I'll have them do like a rhythm skip where it's like it's like a pretty much it's a it's just doing a, it's like an A skip. Oh no, it's like a high knee, but just only doing one knee higher than the other. Oh, okay, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's why I call it like a rhythm skip because it's like, yeah. it's all boom, boom. So left knee still fired, left foot fires off the ground, left foot comes yeah. off the ground, right knee fire, jumps, comes oh, off the ground. Oh, okay. So like a power skip? Like a power skip in a sense. So okay. every step is like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, right, left, then I'll incorporate like a one, two, pop, one, two, pop. So kind of like a one, two, three, one, two, three mm -hmm. movement with the same rhythm. Okay. Then toe tappers, high knees. Butt kickers. But I've been doing my butt kickers differently. Um, so traditionally, like, people come and just swing their heel to their yeah, butt. Yeah, heel to the butt. We'll strike heel to the butt and strike out to the ground. Oh. Because, so kind of like pulling the ground? Yeah. So coming, so think about cycle, like, think about when you run. You uh -huh. cycle through the whole movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah. technically okay. speaking, the heel does come to the butt. Yeah. But normally, rather than when you run, you scoot it forward, right? Yeah. So, uh -huh. so you... Heel goes to your butt. Normally in the butt, when we do butt kickers, we'll just come heel to butt. So now what you're going to do is drive heel to butt, but now rather than letting your foot just drop the ground, tuck it underneath you and step out. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's more of a, it's an, that's more of a sprint. Yeah. So it's getting them mechanically rested, spr um, sprinting. Yeah. And then um, karaoke. No, I'm sorry. Um, Frankenstein's. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make them, to, after the Frankensteins, we'll go touch the toe, touch the sky, and then karaoke's. Okay. Then um, okay. after that... Uh, Do you uh, set it down to like a certain time period or... Um, so I, so my goal is this. So same thing what you do. So, yeah. But I always ask, I always tell them, if, I always tell the parents, if you could bring your kid in 10 minutes before the workout, mm -hmm. great. Because they, I'm, I like to keep everything in the flow. Yeah. So they know as soon as you walk in, the first thing you do, go grab a roller, roll out real quick. When you're ready, go into your warm up. Yeah. And then um, we'll go into the workout afterwards. We'll still even do some um, 
we'll get some band working where every every once they get done with the dynamic warm up, they'll get their heart rate down, then they'll put a band around the above their knees and they'll do the um sidewalks. Oh, just okay, to get okay. that lateral walks. Yeah, okay. drive your knees out. You know, lateral yeah. walking just to get some lateral movement in before we get into the whatever we're gonna do. Yeah, but that's pretty much how I run my warm up. Then, like going back to what you said, if we're gonna do maybe upper body day, um, inchworms. Um, some inverted rolling, some band work. Mm -hmm. And if we're doing legs, it depends if we're going to do, um, if we're just doing unilateral stuff, one foot stuff, we'll do step ups or we'll do some um, toe taps where we're actually like pogo jumps, yeah. depth jumps, um, or medicine ball slams or medicine ball throws behind our yeah. back. Depends on just the dynamic of the effort. But and then we'll go into, okay, if we're going to weight train today, mm -hmm. then we'll do it. But if we're yeah. going to just do all sprint work, I'll probably won't do so much. If we're doing like all, if I'm doing more of just getting a, like a sprint day, um, it's different. It's it's a calm, the warm-up's more calm. Everything's more fluid. Yeah. It's more just getting them in a in a in a in a rhythm, rhythmic rhythmic state. So when we do go to sprint, they're already in They're already going, yeah. They're, they're already going, they're ready for it. They don't have to think too much. Yeah. It's like cool. Let's let's take what it's at the dynamic warm-up, do their band work. We might do some more. We might for sure do, not might, we will do core. Yeah. Just to get everything that might, the core stabilized, your trunk stabilized, yeah. to get that moving. And then we'll go sprint. Okay. So stuff like that's pretty much how we okay. do it. Okay. How do you, I was going to ask you, how do you handle your rest periods? Like, do you just have them chill out for a bit? Or it depends. Do you, do you do something else? Well, because, so for instance, it's morning. Um, I had my two softball, two soccer players and one track runner. So today my goal for all of them was to get them just a, not a, not a, not a, a interval training session, but let's just get our heart rate up and yep. let's just get moving. Let's just pull yeah. speed work, but also explosive work. So we pulled the sled for, I don't even measure it. I was like just from point A to point B, yeah. rest for 10, 15 seconds, throw the thing around, go ahead and do it again. But then after that. Give yourself about 10, 15 seconds because what I'm doing with my soccer players is how do I mimic your heart rate that way? Okay. Get you, get it down, go straight into something more explosive yeah, yeah, because yeah. with soccer players, it's sprint, 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 jog, sprint, jog, sprint, jog, jog, sprint. Yeah. Track runners, it's just sprint. Yeah, it's full sprint. So I was like, hey, how do I make, how do I get your, your sport is different from your sport, but how do we get our heart rate up and keep it there? Yeah. And then, um, so it worked. But then, so for instance, it was ball, ball toss, Mm -hmm. it, it goes, it went, the order went sprint with the sled on, cool, let your heart rate get down for a bit, depending on how conditioned you are, that will dictate how much you're going to rest. Okay. Then um, go straight to the slams, just give me, I mean, no, rather than doing separate them, I did them together. I was like, I want one set, I want three and three. However you want to do it. If you want to go ball toss into a ball slam, that's fine. Or yeah. if you just want to go literally ball toss three times and ball slam three times, that's fine. Then after that, rest for like two about a two minute breather just to mm -hmm. get everything down. Yeah. Because I want max effort on that sprint. Yeah. So that's how much how I do it like today. But other days it depends. If if I'm working with my my football players, um, for weightlifting, um, I let's go hard for that whatever rep set reps, and then if we're doing like if I just want to move the weight like I'm talking about just a strength training day, yeah. Um, more rest between. More two minute breaks. Okay. But if we're gonna go, let's just get. Hey, let's just move around. I want heart rate day today. I want everything just yeah. kind of conditioning day. I guess you could say. Um, if we're doing maybe like upper body, we'll go for we'll go superset. Okay. About forty five second recovery after that superset. Go, okay. go back into it. 
That's pretty much how yeah. I break it down. Or let's say, you, like you said, you have your strength day where you have yeah. your two-minute rest, right? Yeah. Do you have them just chill out for two minutes or no, are they doing something normally, else? Normally, let's we'll, say you don't have a superset or anything. Normally, if we don't have no superset, it's it's just, hey, just sit down. How did that feel? Yeah. Re reflect on it. How did that okay. feel? What did you feel like you need to do better? How do you think you did? It's it's but there's there's moments, there's days where we won't we won't do anything afterwards. Mm -hmm. Especially if we're trying to get not max effort, but if we really want to if I really want to see how they're doing under that weight stress, then we'll just hey, I'll even to a point where like, hey, I'll I'll relax the weight for you. Like, I just this is all I want you to yeah. do right now. Yeah. Don't do anything but this. Yeah. And then cool. If 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 the, if the intention is there for that, then yes. Okay. I guess that's a better way to put it. Cool, cool, cool. Everything, no, like it just has a purpose because I think we're talking about the Twitter thing because there's studies that show hinging over grasping for air is better and you get you get your air back. Yeah. What, what uh, Renato means by hinging over is hands on the knees, bending over, let's say after like a hard sprint just mm -hmm. to catch some breath. Yeah. I, I read something like, I read, uh, like I, saw, I saw it on social media. Yeah, no, I saw it. Okay. Uh, since you kind of went more into it, explain it to me. So, okay. Man, I don't... Uh, I, so, they're saying, the studies show this. When when an athlete is grasping for air, their lungs and everything is more closer to the ground. Mm -hmm. So, the oxygen should be technically more downwards. And you're, everything's more compressed. You're getting oxygen in there faster, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Now, when you stand up and act be tall, like... You're everything spaced out. Hands on top of head, right? Hands on top of head. So everything's spaced out. You're trying to catch your breath, but yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. in its full length. So when you hunch over, you're able to catch your breath faster. I don't think uh -huh. I answered that right. I don't know. But so you take in more oxygen. You take right? in, yeah, you take in more oxygen. Okay. Now, there's I think if if we think about the mentality of hands on your knees, mm -hmm. we're always taught that's a sign of weakness. Yes. And, and and it makes total sense because in my head, if I'm being a competitive person, yeah, and I've been instilled that when somebody's on their knees, they're weak. So this is my time to capitalize. Yeah. And it, and it makes total sense. But I just don't. I don't think as a coach, if it like it didn't. What is the intention behind this? Yeah. So for me, like if I know that I'm taking everybody out on a day and and I wanna mentally check everybody yeah then i'll say no not today no stand up yeah but if it's like everybody's drained go ahead like do it like catch, yeah. whatever you do to catch your breath catch your breath yeah but if it's a day where we're all gonna go to the day and we're all gonna go on the field and i just want to test you guys mentally and stand up stand up don't yeah. get down but if it's catch your breath however by any means do it but it, it's just the intention behind it all why are you doing it and i don't think um I don't think we I think we should really evaluate how we how we discipline mm -hmm. that hands on the knees thing because if we know that technically speaking you're gonna get you're gonna yeah. get your oxygen faster down there, then then let the athlete get their oxygen because yeah. they need their oxygen. Yeah. I think it just depends on your on the situation. Yeah, right? it's it's a situational like if, thing. Let's say you're in competition and you know your opponent's hands are on the knees. You're instantly gonna get that mental boost. You get yeah, me? Yeah, it's a mental boosting. No, let's say you're training, and every, you know everybody's training for that same goal, mm -hmm. and it's something about oh, you got to recover faster. 
so you could do more work. I think that's a situation where mm -hmm. I guess you could say hands on the hands on the knees are fine. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think if you're getting to that point in training, then do it. Because if I mean, if you're getting that point in your workout or in training where you kind of have to you're like out of breath, legitimately mm -hmm. out of breath and you should you should because you're going to get that oxygen back and then oxygen, your tank and the oxygen gets faster. Your bloodstream moves faster. Muscles are relaxed. Nothing's stressed out. You're in your back. You're in your rhythm because you're catching your breath. Yeah. I think if, if you could learn how to catch, I think when it comes to breathing, if you could learn to stay in a rhythmic pattern with your breath, mm -hmm. especially when you're conditioning, you're going to get back faster because yeah. you're... <sighs> yeah. Okay, cool. You're, you're, you're there now. You're yeah. back in the rhythmic pattern state of breathing versus trying to catch your breath. You open the diaphragm. Your diaphragm works harder. Because I think I think we overlook training the diaphragm. Or we, breathing. Breathing, yeah. We overlook training people how to breathe. Yeah. Because we we don't we, we we subconsciously know how to breathe, but we don't consciously know how to breathe. Yeah. And where it's gonna help us. And how and where is yeah. a time to get it going. Cause they think I tell my athletes, especially like when they're when they're tensing up and they know it's a hard workout, I said, breathe through it. Yeah. Don't show them. I know you're in quote unquote pain, but breathe through that pain. Yeah. Breathe through that hurt. Because the moment you breathe, the moment you versus tense up, the moment the workout becomes easier. Yeah. Not easier, more tolerable, mm -hmm. more manageable. Now that stress that is caused to the workout. Now imagine during a game. There's more stress during a game. Yeah. Everything is moving so fast. But if you could learn from this workout to breathe through that workout, now think about what it's going to do during the game day. Your breathing is just going to be in so much of a rhythmic state that's gonna, that, that game is going to feel meditative of you just being, I guess in a sense, zen, where you're just still, everything around you is moving crazy because every sport you play, there's things are happening. But you have to focus on a certain point. A certain point. Now, same thing with breathing. The world around us is always crazy, but if you could just hear in your breathing, you're 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 mindful of everything, especially your breath. Yeah. Same thing with the sport. Now, I'm not saying just focus on your breathing, because if you were just there, you're lying back, you're just good. But if you're just only just focus on your breathing, you might lose track of the game. Yeah. But learn to just see the game, catch your breath, take deep in, don't take deep breaths in, deep breaths out, and don't just, hyperventilate. Don't hyperventilate. Be calm and just attack the ball. What you gotta yeah. do? Makes no. sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Breathing is important, man. I think. Yeah. If you, it's like if you learn how to just breathe through everything else, everything else comes into play. Yeah. Yeah, like ten more minutes. Yeah. Cool. Then um, should do a short question. Should we? Yeah, let's do it. Cause I know we a lot of people. We got a lot of questions. I think we should just do one episode soon. We're just actually reading all the questions because. You know, a lot of questions. It's up to you. Oh, it's up to me. <sighs> How do you program speed, power for softball players, football conditioning? We kind of talked about the CrossFit already. I have another we, one. We didn't, we didn't put it into... We didn't. So can we Can we do two questions real quick? Hold up. So there's, let me show you my questions. I just noticed almost... I just started working out almost daily. I noticed my elbows and knees hurt more when they use. So any tips on starting all over again? Um, that's a good question, but I feel like that's a long answer. Here's are my questions. Let's I like barefoot see. training. Side note, side note. Um, while he's reading, I'm going to talk about barefoot training. 
Um, lately, I've been doing a lot more training with my athletes on uh, their actual barefoot themselves uh-huh. and um, teaching them how to properly engage their feet and ankles and how to actually drive their knees outwards. Yeah. And I was watching a video on how they said this and it makes sense. Your glute is only as strong as the dorsiflexion in your toes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes perfect sense because going back to us in speed, force generating off the ground. What was that? Foundation. Foundation, yes. Foundation. Say it out loud, man. I, I You know, I don't uh, know. That. I, I was waiting for you to say it. Foundation. He just, you know, Berto takes care of me. So the foundation of being able to press off the ground. And, I, and that's something that I never really thought about. Yeah. You, you kind of see it. Yeah. But until someone else explains it to you, it's like, I'm kind of mind blown. Just, yeah, it just kind of passes you by, right? It, it does. And all of a sudden, then you make sense why ankle mobility, ankle strengthening is so important to yeah. the human body. If, on a larger scale, when it comes to sprinting, living on a daily walking. Because if your ankles are jacked up, your whole body is just yeah. dysfunctional. I'll use myself as an example, just so, you know, I, I know we could get sometimes very scientific with it. But I'll use myself as an example. I have a very bad left ankle. So that left ankle is the one that I broke the, uh, the vicular bone on. Ooh. And so obviously my, my mobility is not that good. And I ignored it for a bit. And I just started to feel, well, I started feeling like a few months ago, my hip, whenever I would squat. Uh, started bothering Whenever I, I would squat, it would hurt and I was like, what the hell? Then from the hip, it started, my knees started hurting. Mm-hmm. And this was just, it wasn't even from working out. This was like me walking around, me walking downstairs, walking upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And then I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll do more ankle mobility. More, you know, I'll, I'll break down my foot a little bit more. Use the lacrosse ball rollout. Fine. My knees don't hurt. My hips doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any hip mobility. No. I didn't have to do any, any quad knee extensions, any t, uh, terminal knee extension, extensions. It was literally my ankle. My yep. ankle and my foot that was messing with my hip. My whole left side. Your whole left. And then I've noticed, I'm doing the same thing because of hurdling. Mm-hmm. All that impact on that foot. Oh, yeah. So the moment I realized if I release this ankle, my whole body is just... Um, and that's why going back to like the foot activation and driving out your, driving the knees out like I literally have them stand like, on a against like a pole uh-huh. and just grab onto the pole everything tight back tight whole body act, the whole body tense up yeah and they've they trip out because they actually we so yes I progressed it into into jumping and running so we started with that and then I had them every drill we did I was like now remember what we just did mm-hmm. how we grabbed the ground. Now, think about that when you run. Think about that when you jump. And all of a sudden, they just, like, something just clicked with them. Yeah. They were like, oh, wow, I feel stronger. Yeah. I was like, cool. Now, remember this moment yeah. when it comes to sprinting. Remember what you have to do, striking the ground, the dorsiflexion, yeah. powering through the glute, powering through the hip, uh, ankle mobility. It, it, it kind of reminds me of, I've been going over this with uh, the kids I train. We do a lot of med ball tosses against the ground. And... I know this is like a this is like a cue that usually baseball coaches don't like when they hit or when they throw. Don't slam your your foot on the ground, something like that. I've heard something along the lines of okay. that. 
But, you know, when it comes to us throwing, let's say throwing medicine balls, I tell them, strike the strike the ground as hard as you can control it. Mm. Yeah, because okay? there's a difference in that. Yeah, and then they'll see the difference is that the our, our feedback is the noise off the wall. Yeah. How loud is that pop when, when they throw the ball against the wall? And so it's like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll see them do one rep where they kind of like take it easy on the foot, just kind of like land it calmly and then throw the ball. And then I tell them, hey, freaking try to step on a bug, dude. Like kill that bug on the ground. And instantly it's like, boom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh shit, I didn't know that I could, I could throw that ball that hard. Oh yeah, you know, just because what's happening is that when they take that take that step into the ground, the ground's not going to give, right? No, it's not. All that energy is going to come back up their leg. And where is it going to redirect out of? That hip going into the ball to the wall. Mm-hmm. Same thing when they, when they, you know, them throwing a baseball. How much force can you generate into the ground and have it come out through your arm? That's crazy. It's, it's interesting when you like it's it's so simple but it's just kind of mind-blowing because you just realize everything you, like you said everything is from it's it's an exchange it's an exchange of force yeah from the ground from the ground yeah uh, same thing you were you working with basketball players oh, so, yeah. jumping up vertically they're gonna they're gonna jump higher the more force they put into the ground I told one of my basketball players this it's like shooting. You got to realize shooting is a whole body. It's going back to grabbing the yep. ground. I said, yeah, think yeah. about when you shoot, take that take that ground with you upwards. But I ever made a reference to Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Think of Goku. Uh-huh. Kamehameha, yeah. when he tries back, right? Yeah, he, yeah, look yeah. at his body. Yeah. How is he, is he, is he, is his he hips open? Back. Yes. His hips are back. Everything's crouching down to where he's going, but then he opens up and throws it out. Right? Yeah, it's funny, but it, it's like the same thing. Now I told him, I, now imagine doing that, taking that energy, whatever that ball, now take it to a basketball jump shot. You're here, you're squatting down slightly, you press off the ground, ankles all the way up, and you shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a, I told him, you're a strong kid, but don't overstrength your shot. Yeah. I was, I was just laughing because I try to use that same concept with my kids. Did it work? <laughs> they don't know no, what Dragon Ball Z is. <laughs> your kids aren't coaching. I'll, I'll tell them, like, hey, like, you know, like, you know, those. Dragon Ball Z, like that guy that's super ripped and you oh, know, man. all the guys like they, you know, when they power up, their hair gets, their hair gets blonde and they just look at me. They like, don't know what a super saiyan like, is. They're like, what the fuck are you talking go, about? Go, 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 man. <laughs> I don't know. You need, man, you Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> go watch that bro, the Broly movie on. Oh, man, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan. It's so relatable. It's, it's. It's relatable. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah, it's, it's relatable like, somehow. Dude, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring up cartoons to them and that like, I saw as a kid, and they're like, "Now, do you feel old?" Yeah. Oh man, you'll be fine. Like, wait till, I'll, wait till you get. Let's say let's say we're doing like skip for height. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll, you know, some of them do get it, some of them don't. I was like, "Hey, you guys ever played Super Mario Brothers?" <laughs> and there's always those couple kids that are like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, who's Super Mario?" <sighs> and it's like, dude, like. You don't know who Super Mario is? Like Luigi, Bowser, all them? They're not like, cultured, man. No. And then I'll show them a video and it's like, oh, so I'm supposed to jump like that? Like the cartoon? I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. 
No, it didn't work for them. Yeah. It's something to teach it's like them. Just, just relate it to something like that. And um, yeah, we'll probably cut this part out. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we're good for this episode. I think we got, <laughs> you know, we got a lot done with it. I had a brain um, fart again. Thank you, guys, everybody. For not a got a brain fart. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast, um, giving us feedback. It's very much appreciated. We try to answer everybody's questions as best we can or topics. Yeah. Um. You know, in case we don't get you guys on one episode, don't worry. We'll get you guys on the next one. Keep on, um, yeah, keep on, um, keep on letting us know what you want to hear. I think um, we might just have an episode where we just ask and just answer every question yeah. as much as we can. Well, should we do, should we do like a live? I know I'm we're down. talking we about it. We talked about like it. We just Instagram have live, something think, like that. I think we should do that for the future show. So there'll probably be, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a date and we'll announce it and then we'll have people and get interact with us because that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think we make it make it interesting for everybody yes, who watches. Sir. But no, like like Berto said, thank you to everybody who's been watching, giving this feedback. I think our the view, everything on like everything on band, not band. I said band on anchor looks nice, man. Just the amount of people we have, the feedback, the comments. Yeah. People leave comments, man. A lot really? of, I haven't seen it. I'll send you. Oh, well, you're the, you're the one that has the account stuff. So. I got the account set up. So yeah. every it's cool. Thank it's cool knowing what people are listening to. Um, it's interesting knowing that a lot of the athletes we personally work with are actually listening to this. Yes, sir. And we we are thankful for that because it let us lets us know that we're doing our job and doing what we got to do. But before we sign off, um, if you're trying to start your own podcast and you want to know how to do it, you don't know how to do it. Go ahead and hit up JM Cam for Productive Culture. Let them know that New Age Strengthcast sent you. They'll give you the rundown. They'll show you how to get it down. Set up your anchor. If you need a, a flyer, not a flyer, but if you need a logo, they'll figure that out for you too. It's like a one-stop shop. You can do clothing, everything. Let them know that we sent you. You're going to get your first episode done for free. And then go from there. But chase your dreams, man. Anything else you want to say? I no, just thank dreams. you guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Monday.